Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reach a Pig podcast experience. It's your host, Alexa. And I've got an episode for you today that I think you guys will like, okay? Because I've recently been talking to a few people and the struggle comes about when we're focusing too much on the scale. So today what I'm going to be talking about is ways that you can track your progress, assess whether you're succeeding with your nutrition plan without focusing too much on the fucking scale. Because let's be honest, the scale is great and all to give us a foundational kind of progress data, so to speak, but it's not the be all end all. There are other ways to assess how well you're progressing and other things to look at. So let's get into it. So it's no lie, okay, and we all know this, when we're trying to lose weight, when trying to gain muscle, when we're trying to, for lack of a better word, transform our body, what do we look at first? It's obvious, right? The scale. That's the first thing we think about. I got to hop on that scale in the morning. I'm going to hop on the scale after I've eaten that big meal. You know, some people do that. I'm going to hop on the scale here, hop on the scale there, doing so much hopping of becoming a kangaroo. But the thing is that... You don't have to rely just on the scale. The scales is great. And I use the scale with my clients. It's one of the pillars, one of the cornerstones of what we use to assess progress. But the point is that the important thing here is it's not the only thing that I use. It's not the only thing that we use on this journey when someone's trying to transform their body. There are other ways to assess victories. And these are things obviously that I like to call the non-scale victories, and non-scale wins. So we're going to talk about those today. But yeah, we can't be relying too much on the scale. Now, if you were in front of me right now, if this was a class, I'll do a, a question, you know, as you guys got to answer me. So I can't do that here, obviously, but I want you to think about after I ask this next question, okay? Why is the scale limited and why should we not just focus on the scale? I'll leave a bit of time now just so you can kind of think about it in your mind and then we'll get into it. And pencils down. <laughs> I'm assuming you guys are probably driving while you're listening to this. Obviously, you wouldn't be writing. But if you are writing, great. Great. Good to know that you're engaged. But yeah, so the fact is the scale is limited because it does not consider body composition. The simple fact is all the scale tells you is that your body mass in that point in time when you step on that machine is blah, 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 whatever it is. That's all it tells you. Now, obviously, for someone, especially for someone, if you've got a lot of weight to lose, then when you're losing weight, more likely not what, what you're going to be losing mostly is fat mass, and that's what you're trying to lose. But the simple fact is, when we're talking about weight loss, we're talking about fat loss. And the thing is, the scale does not tell us technically how much fat we're losing, how much muscle we're gaining, or vice versa. It just doesn't. It doesn't tell us the body composition. That's why you've got to couple it with other things, as well as non-physique kind of related um, wins as well. We can't just be focusing on, is our body gonna, you know, going to where it needs to be? And that's the only thing I want to focus on. It's not all about aesthetics. It's not all about that. There are health at stake here. We're talking about health you know, in a broader, broader sense of the term. We're not just focusing on making you look shredded for the sake of it. There are other things you've got to consider, and I will go through those today. But yeah, the answer to my question is simply, the scale does not consider your body composition. It does not consider how much muscle do you have relative to the fat mass. It does not tell you how much of each is changing technically. And it just simply is limited in that capacity. And that is why you don't want to be focusing just on the scale. Same reason that BMI is limited when you're looking at individual. It just, it, there's other things to consider there. It's population data stuff, but I mean, it, there's other things to consider there. Are you tall? You know, are you just you know, shorter? Things like that. 
same weight like that scale is limited so i hope that's kind of giving you an idea a clarification around why i do not just rely on the scale and why i believe you should not be just relying on the scale to assess your progress so let's get into it let's talk about non-scale victories now you probably have some in your mind right now as you're listening to this things that you've used you know think about them now in your head as i'm talking things that you've used to assess how well you're feeling and progressing and just so you know that you're doing shit right okay think about it what kind of things have you have you done in the past well i'm going to share some of the ones that i like to use with my clients when we're working together one of my most favorite ones for people that are trying to lose weight or even for people that are trying to gain muscle is how do your clothes fit okay the clothes that you're wearing right now how do they fit and is that changing over time because it doesn't matter if the scale is saying this or that. Who fucking cares if you feel happier and more confident in your body? If you feel that your, your dress size is dropping, if you feel that your shirts are shrinking because you're getting those gains, those big muscle gains in your, and your biceps are peaking, whatever it may be that you're trying to achieve. If you're finding that and you're feeling better in yourself, then what's to say the scale is right? The scale is just a number. So how clothes fit is matters so much more in the grand scheme of things. So think about how that can complement what you're seeing on the scale in a more in-depth way. So that's my most, one of my more favorite ones that I like to use on clients because it's a real easy one and it's really tangible. You can actually feel it, you know. Yes, my clothes are changing. But then let's go deeper. Let's talk about biofeedback because this is a big one that people miss out on, okay? You shouldn't be missing out and disregarding these things here, but I'm gonna go into it for you. So biofeedback, how's your body reacting to whatever diet you're on? Let's use, because this usually is more prevalent with weight loss diets, because usually what people do is they cut a lot of calories or over time they're chronically dieting. So it's a bit of a different situation. But let's look at the, if you're someone with like a weight loss diet, what kind of biofeedback kind of parameters you would use or, you know, non-scale wins you'd use to kind of assess your progress. So there's things like energy, you know, how much energy do you have? And you rate yourself and see, is my energy improving? Or do I feel more lethargic and more fatigued? You know, do I feel like shit? Or do I feel better? That's gonna be such a big one. Because at the end of the day, the scale can say blah, blah, blah. But if you are feeling energized, if you're feeling a lot more better, stronger, you know, less fatigued, and you feel ready to tackle your days, then it's not gonna matter so much if the scale is slower than you expected, because you're not basing all your self-worth and your progress on the scale. You're using the scale on the side, yes, to kind of progress and see how you're overall progressing over time and see the trends. But you're not relying on the scale because you're looking at energy. Another one that I like to use is sleep. Are you sleeping well? Sleep is linked to so many health benefits and obviously health risks if you're not sleeping well. Sleep has an impact on anxiety and stress, on depression. It has an impact directly on your cravings, okay? When we, when we lack sleep, our hormones that control our hunger and satiety, they can go out of whack. And this can make it harder to control intake, even at a subconscious level. So you're probably like, yeah, but I could just like, you know, you know, push through and, you know, resist my cravings. Yes, you could. For one, it won't be a fun time. So why would you not want to work on something that will help improve that in the first place? But also at a subconscious level, you might be overeating because you feel like your body is hungry and needs more when you're not sleeping well. But also at the same time, sleep is so important for just mood and overall health that assessing it on, you know, as a non-scale win, as a biofeedback is so important when you're on a nutrition plan. Because if your nutrition plan is making you, you know, sleep like crap, then that's not good and you've got to work on that. But if you're noticing and you're seeing that, oh yeah, my scale is progressing maybe a little bit, 
I'm noticing clothes are fitting differently and my sleep is now fantastic or I've noticed tremendous improvements in my sleep. Then what's to say that you're not progressing? In fact, I'd say you are progressing because remember, there are other ways to assess victories rather than just a number on a machine. Uh, another one is strength. So if you're an active person, I work with a lot of active people, you know, active women, the strength in the gym, strength in you know, daily activities, that will matter as well because strength is so important you know, for just daily function as well as if you're trying to build performance in the gym or in your sport or whatever it may be. You don't want to be losing strength gains, right? You want to, you want to ma- maximize strength while attaining the body that you feel happier in, right? Of course. So that's why you want to look at strength as well. Then we go and move on to things like stress. Stress is something you want to look at as well. Are you stressing less or are you stressing more? This will determine if the diet is working well as well. Or just, you know, even just your diet, okay? I keep talking diet, your overall lifestyle plan that you're on. Because it's not just about diet. There's exercise and mindset and all this other stuff that comes into play when it comes to health change. And you'll know if you're improving, if your stress levels are managed well. Because if you're stressing because your diet's just causing you, you know, undue stress, then what's to say that that diet's good for you? You could probably argue that it's actually probably not as good for you as you thought. So yeah, look at stress because yeah, stress will be very important. So that's just some of the biofeedbacks that there are out there that I'll use with clients. But even just going back to the whole notion of non-scale wins, let's look at, you know, beyond what's physically happening. Let's look at other ways to assess how you're progressing. What's to say that if your scale, let's say your scale is slowing down, you're reaching a plateau and you feel like you're not succeeding, but let's say now in your plan, you add the fact that you assess how consistent you are with your, your, your exercise, let's say. A non-scale win could be for you is that you used to not go for a run after work because you felt tired and just didn't feel like it or lacked motivation. But now you're actually going for runs three times a week, four times a week, five. What's to say that that's not a good, solid non-scale win for you? because I would say that it probably actually is. So I guess that comes down to lifestyle. So you're looking at how is your lifestyle being improved? So kind of to bring all the things like together, you wanna make sure that any lifestyle change you make is actually enabling you to live a better lifestyle, the lifestyle you want to live. Because if you're finding that your nutrition is consuming your life, if your exercise is consuming your life and you're not being able to achieve that, that freedom, so to speak, which you're not able to feel good in yourself because things are just too stressful because of what you're doing, then things aren't going to be good no matter if the uh, scale is moving or not. But if you can actually assess whether you're improving lifestyle-wise, you know, are you finding victories in your life in other ways, you know, past weight and past physique, then you know that you'll be, you know, at least to some degree succeeding and progressing. Because at the end of the day, and I've talked about this before and I want to share this now as well, nutrition and health change, and physique change, and all that stuff, it's not a destination, okay? It's a journey, and I, as cliche as it sounds, I know, like, even me just saying it, and I believe it, you know, wholeheartedly, but even me just saying it, I know it may sound cliche, but it's the truth, and I know you maybe you don't want to hear it, because you're like, I just want to lose the weight, I feel, you know, I feel you know less confident than I used to be, and I want to regain that, I just want to lose the weight, why are you here telling me that it's a des- not a destination, it's a journey? Well, Yes, I get you, but at the end of the day, it is a journey. You, you want to be doing it for the long term, and that's why you want to be looking at things beyond just instant gratification, you know, the small-scale wins in the short term. That's why I'm not a huge fan of some health challenges because it's the whole purpose is, or the whole focus is, you got to lose as much, you know, fucking weight as fast as possible, and then you'll win, and what happens then? Yes, some people sustain if they've developed good habits, but often than not, they haven't developed the groundwork needed 
to succeed. They haven't got the right mindset in place to succeed. They haven't worked on their non-scale victories and wins and established that as part of their lifestyle to be able to then succeed. And therefore, they're more likely to fall off the bandwagon, you know, for lack of a better word, or lack of a better phrase, sorry. And they're more likely to not succeed in the long term for the simple fact is they didn't develop what they needed when they needed it. And then later down the track, they realize that and they work on it and then they improve. And then they develop those long-term habits that enables them to go you know, to the long-term results and sustainability that is desired. So that's why it's important to look beyond the scale, as well as the simple fact that the scale won't even tell you, like I said from the start, the scale will not tell you exactly what's happening with your body in terms of the, the finer detail. You know, it's not going to tell you how, how your mood is, how your stress is, how your energy is, how your sleep is. It's not going to tell you if you're gaining more muscle or losing more fat or vice versa. It just tells you your mass in that point in time. And great, as a foundation, it's perfect. It, you want to look at trends, you know, even if you can, if you're comfortable with the scale, weighing yourself every day, seeing what your averages are at the end of the week and seeing what changes you make. That's how I do it. That's how I do it with my clients. And that can be perfect as a baseline kind of drive. But then what I also do, is I look at body composition for other assessments. So I'm a, I'm a, uh, a certified you know, skin fold assessor. You know, for ISAC, so what I'll do is I'll look at body composition through skin fold you know, measurements, skin fold you know, millimeters and that. I'll do that to kind of you know, complement the weight scale. I'll look at the biofeedback I mentioned before. I'll ask them to think about you know, how clothes are fitting. I'll ask them to think about what things they did well. So remembering to celebrate your wins in other ways, not just you know, related to the weight side of things, but you know, what did you do well this week? Yeah, the scale's not moving, but oh, you're eating more veggies. Yes, the scale's kind of plateauing now, but oh, you're exercising more consistently or you're eating more protein or you're not snacking as much. Your cravings are you know, lessened and you're controlling your cravings a lot better. Oh, but my scale's not moving. Yeah, but you've succeeded in other ways. And that's what I want to bring forth with, with today's podcast is that you've got to appreciate the smaller wins and the larger victories. But at the end of the day, you can't rely on one mode of, of assessment to assess your progress. It just doesn't work that way. You can do that, but you're going to be limited to an extent. Now, like I said, if you're only starting out and all this other stuff is too overwhelming or you don't have you know, access to someone like myself who can look at all these other things and you know, measure your skin folds and that like that, you don't have access to a sports dietitian, then yeah, maybe just using a scale is perfect for you. But just realize that there is limitations there. So trust in the process. Know it's going to take time. It's not going to be linear. You just got to keep pushing through it and get guidance where needed as needed. Okay, so I hope that's helped. You know, I really want to share this podcast today because it's really an important topic and it's one that's come up often recently where I've had to talk to people and get them through this because they've kind of started stressing. They're kind of they're getting down on themselves, feeling that they're failing and I hate to see that. So you're not failing. You know, the only time you will fail is if you fully give up. There's always a way to overcome it. Even if it takes longer than, than your friend, even if it takes longer than you expected, as long as you get the right help and know where to seek out the right advice, you will be able to succeed. But a lot of times, it's just about being patient, looking at other victories, and trusting in the process. So I hope that's helped. Hope you've gained some tremendous value from today's podcast. I really do, I do hope you have. As always, leave a comment below with your main takeaway. I'm mean, interested to know. I want to know what you guys are learning from these podcasts, so I know what you're getting out of the out of these. You know, so I know that you're getting the value. So leave a comment below. Tell me what you are, you know, learning from today's podcast. You know, what, what was your main takeaway? You know, always just send me a message, okay? At the Climbing Dietitian on Instagram, send me a DM, okay? You know, send me a DM, let's chat, let's see, you know, what, how I can help you because at the end of the day, maybe you just need someone to talk to to give you a different perspective and I find a lot of time when people reach out and I give them just that different perspective, different kind of way of looking at things, they get on their way and they enjoy it. Just recently, I was talking to someone, for an example, and they were stressed, they were like, they were getting a bit impatient, like their weight kind of dropped a bit but then plateaued 
And I said, no, nah, in that situation, what I want you to do is just keep, uh, keep patient, keep true and do it consistently. I touched base with them in a couple of weeks. How'd you go? Glad I listened to your advice. I dropped some more kilos, you know, dropped another two kilos and I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Okay. Uh, they found, you know, they were eating better as well and things like that. So remember, sometimes it's just about seeing it in a different way. So yeah, reach out if you need to me. I am on Instagram, I am on Facebook, and I am on YouTube. So at The Climate Dietitian, I've got a bunch of videos there as well. And as always, hope you have a fantastic day. I'll talk to you soon. And yeah, have a good one, guys. Thank you so much, guys, for checking out my podcast. Hope it brought you some great value today. You can check me out on socials under The Climate Dietitian or on www.theclimatedietitian.com.au. I've got some great stuff out there for you guys, some free, valuable content. So, yeah, please check it out, guys. And, yeah, until next time, thank you.